Digital media has given everyone their very own printing press. Podcasts, YouTube videos, blogs, tweets, and ticks, or is it togs, empower, inform, and often mislead audiences around the globe. But is our chance of hearing these digital ramblings more to do with the platform rather than the message itself? Hi, Heidi and hi, Brent. Hello again. Howdy. So this week's subject is all about communication, so we better get this one right. We should communicate <laughs> well on this, yes. yes. So how ironic, chatting about new communications on a podcast. Are you worried about your own listeners or what triggered you thinking on this topic? We've uh, been doing some quite interesting work with a couple of different clients recently, one of which involved doing a survey. To launch a survey, you send out emails. Fascinatingly, after multiple reminders to join the survey and personal reminders, 25% of the emails were never even opened. The same week that happened, two separate clients mentioned that someone had quit from their organization. And when they were going in to take over the work, noticed that one-third of all the emails had not been opened or read. Separate incidences. Too many emails? Uh, too poorly yeah, written subject lines? I don't know if it's too many emails or if people want to communicate differently. They'd rather just text and chat. Yeah. Or yeah. if someone just thinks that the emails are no longer relevant. I, think, I, I mean, I find email as a technology really infuriating. Um, yes, it's it's a bastion of passive aggressive control. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, all all caps and all this. It's sometimes very hard to get the context in which it's been written. On a survey, though, when you're sending out X number of emails, why did they get such a poor response? So this was a survey about employee satisfaction, how things were going in the organization, and twenty five percent didn't respond. And these two separate clients both noting that roughly one-third of emails, different employees from different organizations, not read. So we started looking at it as a question of giving communications is a two-way street. If all we focus on is saying it, and saying it is putting the idea out there, telling people, sending an email, and we don't look at how they receive it. We started looking at the equation of people receive so much communication constantly. Like perhaps you can hear the siren in the background here in New York City. <laughs> that communicates yep. danger and get out of the way. And yep. People we, still don't get out of the way. We don't get out of the way because we are so immune to hearing those things in New York. It doesn't matter. So right. we started looking at it from the different direction of There's so much communication going on that every listener has stopped listening. So you're just filtering out that excess noise like everybody who lives in a city would do. Otherwise, it's just overload. Yes. And, you know, we looked at it many different ways. Is it generational? You know, is it a younger generation that doesn't want to communicate via email because they're used to Slack and other channel type systems? Yeah. And when we looked at that, we're, oh, 
okay, that may be part of the formula uh, that we're missing. We also thought about, is it cultural in, uh, in the sense of organization's culture? Is everybody CC'd on everything, which makes you not want to read anything because why are you sending this to me? Do I need to respond? Don't I need to respond? After a while, you just get tired of not knowing and then you just stop reading. Well, we have a rule here in Orgology. If you're on the two line, that means you are required to respond. If you're on the CC line, that means it's for your information. You don't need to respond. <laughs> Good way of doing it. But it's, we really, from my end, I started thinking about how do you get the message across? And maybe we're being very sloppy about what is relevant and important information. Because, yes, we were getting the information that the siren was going by. Somehow, however, in our apartment, it wasn't relevant. During the pandemic, if you're communicating via email, that's going to take up a huge chunk of your day. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an old technology these days, but it does have that very a more formal feel about it than, like you said, Slack or, or Rocket Chat or something like that. Are you advising clients to move away from that as a way of internal communications? What we're seeing, where we're seeing an interesting trend is make the message more meaningful right. and make the modality more impactful. Don't know if you're familiar with or which of our listeners are familiar with some of the scandals that have been going on with the Scotland Yard Police Department oh, in no. No, London. Oh, no. No, not even. Um, there have been quite a few problems there. They've got culture issues at least as bad as the NYPD. That bad? That bad. <laughs> wow. You That's expect better from Scotland I do. Yard. I yes. do. <laughs> but very interestingly... Scotland Yard didn't appear to be taking the concerns of the citizens seriously. Right. And there was a guerrilla campaign where overnight, essentially wanted posters went up all across central London saying, you know, we're out looking for information as to why these police officers are still employed after their corrupt and heinous behaviors. Right. And it really made an impact in ways that marches and protests hadn't made. To a certain extent, you could also look at the problem with Canadian truckers right now. How do you get your message across in a creative way that will get past that overload of information? Right. What what is the solution for that? Well... And there, there is a time and a place, I believe, there's still a time and a place for, for email and an accountability string of thoughts, actions, and procedures. There right. is. You have to have that legal track and that legal system following. So there's a reason for email and there's a purpose for email. If you're just randomly sending emails as communication, there are possibly better ways and better channels to do that. Yes. Uh, and now that everybody is, I guess, Zoomified, yeah. everybody's looking at everybody <laughs> every day. Why send an email when I can just tell you what you need to do or what you need to know? Well, right. part of that is there's no accountability and no record of what you said <laughs> unless you're recording every Zoom meeting. You can. 
You can. You can. You can. But if you're doing that, I think that's a culture issue. You're a little neurotic. Lawyers love emails, and understandably for a lawyer. Email and Zoom. You know, if you imagine that you've got a large corporate office or you've got a lot of people working remotely, those two technologies are very slow to get responses. A chat-like format is is very informal. You know, just a couple of words can convey something without someone having to sit down, reply, think about what they're writing. There is absolutely a place in, in the organization's processes for different types of communication. I I think as a top-line thought, what I would pull out of this that I find just really fascinating is we need to really start thinking about modality for purpose, and we need to change up how we think about communications for the validity of the listener. If the listener, if the receiver in the communication feels that it matters to them, they're going to listen. So not why it's important to you, but why it's important to them, then you have their attention. And our surveys were to give these employees a voice. Now, 25% of them had no voice. No. Is that our fault or is it the culture's fault? Is it generational fault or is it the organization's fault? Who knows? I mean, there's Uh, so many variables, aren't there? There are a lot of variables, but a clean, concise message speaking to your audience is your rule of thumb. I feel bad. 25% of the staff has not had their voice heard, and they were given an opportunity to have their voice heard. Second survey should have been, hey, 25%, why didn't you open your email? (laughs) Or a poll of some sort on Slack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to answer a survey? Yes or no? If yes, follow this link. Right, right. Uh, which we tried everything. Well, we I'll, tell, it, I'll tell listeners what we're going forward with was thank you for your feedback, whatever it was, and we're moving forward based on it. And if you don't like how we're moving forward, the next survey comes in 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> tell the bosses to hang out by the water cooler and they'll get all the gossip. They'll know exactly how people in their workforce are feeling. Yeah. Well, email email used to be informal communications. Now it not, is not anymore. Considered formal. Mm. Yeah, and absolutely. Staunchy. And it feels that way. It feels yeah. that way. It really does. It's easy to ignore. Uh, we've all done it. Well, I hope everyone that was listening felt that they had some uh, value in this. I'm sure they did. <laughs> we were talking the appropriate way to our audience. Um, so, what have we got to look forward to next week? Setting innovation up for success. Yes, and it sometimes goes kitty wampus. Nice word. Yes. Nicely communicated. Well, thank you, Heidi, and thank you, Brent. See you next week. All right. We'll see, see you, you next, next week. week. Thanks.